Great news, everyone. Jesus is alive and well. This is Glenn Raglan, Educational and Transformational Ministries. Great Ministries. Welcome to this week's podcast. Let's pray. Father, we come thanking you for this week's podcast and those who have tuned in. We pray for the victims and the families in the Florida condo collapse. We pray for infrastructure upgrades here in the United States. We pray the blood of Jesus over cystic fibrosis. We pray that your word will go forth. It will not return to you empty. It will accomplish what you sent it to do. In the name of Christ the Lord, amen. Back in the day, I played college tennis, and my best win was over the defending conference champion on his own home court. When I won, I acted like I had won Wimbledon. It was an exhilarating feeling. As Christians, we have victory over Satan, sin, and death, but do we act like it? Do we act like Satan has no power in our lives, that sin has no control over our lives, or that death has no sting for our lives? I submit to you that Jesus has already claimed the victory. You just haven't received the message yet. So I'm here to tell you today that the victory has already been won. Now go out and act like it. My friends, in order to know that you have won, you must know the rules so that you know how to win. Satan will tempt us with the items we want the most when we are the most vulnerable. For example, he tempts us with the possibility of possessions when we are in need. He tries to get us to doubt God's word. He plants in our minds the desire for wealth and glory of this world. He places idols in front of us. He uses other people to hinder us. He obstructs our way to God through persecution. And here's one you may be familiar with. He prevents unity in the church by dividing church members. So if we are aware of Satan's tactics, we can be prepared for them. We win by praying continually as Jesus teaches in Matthew 26:41, Watch and pray, lest you enter into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. We win by using the weapon of faith from Ephesians 6:16. My friends, do not start your daily battle without your armor, including the shield of faith. 1 John 5 and 4 reminds us that we are victorious, saying, Whosoever is born of God overcomes the world, and this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. Are you starting to celebrate yet? Okay, I have more. We win when we resist Satan with God's word. Matthew 4 verses 2 through 11 describes the temptation of Christ by the devil, and each time Jesus was tempted, he replied with the words that were written in Scripture. When the word is in our hearts, we can use it against the enemy. We also win by relying on God. When we pray his word back to him, it's a sign of maturity on our part that we trust him and his word. We win by practicing godliness, as 2 Peter 2 and 9 teaches. The Lord knows how to deliver the godly out of temptations and to reserve the unjust under punishment for the day of judgment. Now that's winning. We win by loving our brothers and sisters even more when Satan tempts us to hate one another. James 4 and 7 says, Therefore, submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Now that's winning. Perhaps our victory dance is non-existent because we are seeing things with a physical eye instead of a spiritual eye. Paul describes the spiritual war in 2 Corinthians 10, 
verses 1 through 6, with verse 4 stating, For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds. My friends, these strongholds include the wrong thoughts about the truth. One of the strongholds is the truth about the victory that has already been won. When Jesus sent the 70 disciples out to minister to the cities in Luke 10 verses 1 through 17, listen to their report in Luke 10, 17. Then the 70 returned with joy, saying, Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name. My Christian comrades, these 70 were not the 12 apostles, but were part of a large group of followers of Jesus. Notice that they returned with joy. They knew they had the victory, so they rejoiced. Here's another reason why we should rejoice. When Satan rebelled against God, he convinced one-third of the angels to rebel as well. Satan and his angels will be defeated by Michael and his angels and kicked out of heaven, which is found in Revelation 12, verses 7 through 17. These rebellious angels know that their time is short and their punishment is coming. We have the power within ourselves to overcome the sin in our lives and to celebrate the victory of overcoming. You may ask, how am I to overcome this specific sin that has plagued me all of my life? Well, I'm glad you asked. Let's examine what we need to do. My Christian comrades, we have to change our approach to dealing with sin in our lives. We must metamorphosize into the person on the inside. Please note that the old you is comfortable and will resist change. But once you change your mind, the change will come. Romans 12 and 2 is a summation of that change. It says, And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Folks, once we have a change of mind, we are on our way to celebrating. Listen to what Paul wrote about the reason we should praise Jesus for the victory in Colossians 1, verses 13 and 14. It says, He has delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of the Son of His love, in whom we have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of sins. Friends, if you have been delivered from darkness and forgiven of your sins, why would you want to go back into darkness? If you do that, it's a mental decision. You decided to go back to the places and do the things that you used to do. Remember, you have been relocated to the kingdom of the Son of His love. As citizens of the Son's kingdom, we are subject to His rule, and His rule is for our own good. Jesus speaks in John 14 and 15 of one of His rules. It says, if you love me, keep my commandments. My friends, we are left with four choices based on this verse. Number one, we will love Jesus and obey him. Number two, we will love Jesus and disobey him. Number three, we will hate Jesus and obey him. And number four, we will hate Jesus and disobey him. Let me address each of these choices in reverse order. If we hate Jesus, we will automatically disobey him. There would be little reason to hate someone and yet obey him. So that eliminates choices three and four in the Christian's life. That only leaves us with choices one or two. It is possible that we have far too many Christians who have unintentionally chosen option two. Yes, we love Jesus, and yes, we are glad to be pulled out of darkness, but perhaps we are not fully committed to the obey part. We honor him when we choose number one. 
A mind change is all that is keeping many of us from worshiping Jesus, who has set us free. My friends, we were set free when the old man was crucified with Jesus, that part of us that was patterned after Adam. We couldn't do it by ourselves, but in order to get rebellious Adam out of us, he had to die. In his place, new man, new creation, Jesus Christ. Our victory dance is because of what Jesus has already done for us. Romans 6 and 7 teaches, For he who has died has been freed from sin. Folks, the old man has died. Quit trying to resurrect him. Romans 6 and 12 says, Therefore, do not let sin reign in your mortal body, that you should obey it in its lust. My friends, we have been set free, yet because of unbelief or ignorance, many Christians have not celebrated the freedom that has already been paid by Jesus at the cross. Perhaps we need a Juneteenth for Christians. We have been set free from sin, but you didn't get the message. Now that you've received the message of freedom, proclaim it. Finally, my Christian friends, we have victory over death. The reason that we die is because of sin. Adam's decision to eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil was a death sentence to all mankind. But here's your victory dance found in 1 Corinthians 15, verses 54 through 57. It says, So when the corruptible has put on incorruption, and this mortal has put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, Death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is your sting? O Hades, where is your victory? The sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, who gives us victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Friends, you can perform your own victory dance by giving your life to Jesus Christ today and start celebrating your freedom. If you've already given your life to Christ, you need to be celebrating on a daily basis. Let's pray. Father, thank you for the victory over Satan, sin, and death. In the name of the one and only Son, Jesus Christ, amen. I continue to encourage you to find a good Bible teaching church. Send your prayer request as well as your praise reports to our email address, which is hello at greatministries.org. Please continue to pray for Great Ministries and share us with your friends, family, loved ones, and the unsaved. This ministry is supported by friends like you. If you'd like to donate to us, go to greatministries.org and click on the Donate button. You may write to us at P.O. Box 1654, Lilburn, Georgia, 30048, or call us at 678-693-2204. Stay safe, be blessed, and have a great week.